we start today's episode, just to let you know, you can now nominate for the 2025 Northern Power Women Awards. To be in with a chance of celebrating with changemakers, trailblazers and advocates on the 6th of March 2025. Nominate now at wearepower.net. Women podcast for your career and your life, no matter what business you're in. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of our We Power On season of the Northern Power Women podcast. I'm your host, Simone Roche, and every week I'm joined by someone from our Northern Power Women community who we can all learn from. And my guest today does that tenfold, if not twentyfold. Northeast entrepreneur Michelle Jones owns a successful wedding consultancy and is founder of Kind Currency, a small business 100 in 2021. She's a kindness activist and a believer in the power of community. Couldn't agree more. A charity worker, volunteer, Michelle was awarded with a friendship bench for her social impact work and is an ambassador for inclusion. Working with local and national movements such as Be Heard and Northern Power Women, she was honoured to be named in the Northern Power Women Future List of 2022. An invisible disabilities warrior, Michelle loves bringing people together, often at kitchen discos. And most importantly, she is wife to Stephen and mam to Dylan and Isla. Welcome to the podcast, Michelle. Hi, welcome someone. I'm pleased you said ma'am then and not mum. <laughs> I seen it was conscious. <laughs> Got to do it was conscious one hundred percent. And so you know what? I'm um I'm like so I need to know more. We're gonna come we need to talk about the kitchen discos because you know that you know was not just Sophie Alice Baxter was not just nailing the kitchen discos, it was it was everywhere. And and congratulations for being named on this year's future list. How did it feel to be recognised as a as a change maker? That you're already making a difference in your community it was oh it was such an honor do you know I'm so grateful to the people that nominated me and obviously for um, Northern Power Women for naming me um but it was also strange at the same time because I've been doing obviously so much work just because I want to never for recognition do you know so to start obviously the recognition started with that friendship bench and then it's escalated from there which is brilliant because recognition allows you to take your impact that one step further, do you know? And ultimately, when you want to give back to society, the bigger impact you make, the bigger difference to people's lives, do you know, that, that you can create. And, and do you know what? We, we met in lockdown. I think you'd, you'd attended a few of our webinars that we do and in different series that we were doing. And I remember you always had that lovely orange background. And, and I remember we were doing a briefing for our International Women's Day event, Choose to Challenge. And, and I remember that within a couple of hours of that session, I had uh, something in my inbox with, you know, I didn't know whether this was for me or not. And, you know, I, I just wanted to put this out there and you recorded this video. And without exception, you had the whole team in tears, happy tears, supportive tears, hug tears, you know, because of the video that you put out. And that's how we first met, wasn't it? Because you talked, I think, right at the start was, you know, um, people see me and my smile 
pale and they're orange and whatever. But what you don't see is the fact that I've got three chronic disabilities and um and and that was it was and I didn't know whether I could do this or this 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 call out was for me. But you know that was our first. So that was our first meet. Brought the team to tears. <laughs> yes, it was. It was one of those moments where I, I had been following obviously Northern Power Women and obviously I'm an advocate for uh, celebrating women. You know, in so International Women's Day is is such a huge thing. And I was at that moment where you either step into the fear or you don't. And a big sweaty mess, do you know, I'm not going to lie, do you know, everybody feels anxious and we tend not to talk about um, actually stepping into the fear and how you feel. It doesn't mean that you've got rid of the anxiety, do you know, it's very much, it's riding really high, but you either jump or you don't. And the difference between jumping or not jumping is the impact on your life and the impact on others. Do you know, so if you want to try to deliver change, stepping into it moves not only yourself forward, but that change forward. So it was one of those do or die moments that w- we all get faced with. And I'd been on the webinar and I was sat there and I just thought, right, if I don't do this now, it's never going to happen. And I had that light bulb moment is this is the moment. So I just pressed play on my video on my phone, recorded it, one take, sent it without thinking about it. And obviously the impact then, the response I got from the team was really overwhelming for me. Obviously the call came when I was still sort of very shaky, feeling that anxiety and thinking, oh, I'm not going to be taken seriously. I'm not going to be judged. You know, why would my voice make a difference? You know, but I desperately wanted to create impact. So I jumped off that cliff, did it. And obviously the response and what's happened since has been incredible. And, you know, so living with that chronic illness can, I'm sure, must be scary, you know, really scary at times. And, and how do you navigate through it and manage and get all the checks and balances and how to, you know, and move through any fear that comes up? How do you deal with that? Preparation is key. I know, obviously, what I've just said a moment ago was, was spontaneous. But I was in a safe zone. I was in my home. You know, I I had my own phone. It was my decision to make and I did it. But in terms of living with chronic illnesses on a daily basis, they present challenges on a daily basis. So your life needs to be planned out, you know, and a part of being able to do that is accept acceptance. So if I I go back slightly to when I was younger, because obviously I've been chronically ill since I was a teenager. If I go back to those early years, um, because I couldn't accept, I couldn't, I couldn't learn to manage, do you know, then I obviously couldn't prepare. So my, that my inability to accept the situation took me down a path where my life went into a complete dark space, do you know, and to get out of that sort of space, it, again, it was one of those decisions where it was either you do or you don't, do you know, and I, Obviously, I, I took the leap and did the do. I would, I can't even bear to think about doing the don't. But from that acceptance point, 
it allowed me then to obviously understand my challenges, understand my barriers, you know, and start to learn the best ways I could support myself. Do you know, I think anybody who's newly diagnosed with a chronic illness, it's a huge shift in your world and the world of the people around you. And you need to research it, you know, you need to understand it. You need to understand, uh, obviously, the challenges that you're going to face and how you can manage those. It's not necessarily about overcoming them. Do you know, it's about accepting and learning to manage. So, and obviously, once you do that, you can prepare for those situations. And I think this is why it's so important that you speak out, you speak out about this and you share that experience. And I think that was the thing that jumped out at me. And we'll we'll put the link to that video in, in the show notes. And, it, you know, it's about sharing that, knowing that you're not on your own and having your voice heard. Everyone has the, you know, has the opportunity to have their voice heard. And we want to, you know, it's really important that you have been speaking up for the wider community across, around illness and beyond. But And, and, and it's interesting because you talk about dark places. Places, but you also describe yourself as an eternal optimist who's always smiling um, and for the short time that I've known you I, that is always the case you know a uh, big smile you know really engaged and over lockdown we we had a big thing and we talked about checking in on the checkers um, and checking in on those people who you think are all over it and they're not so where does your strength to keep that wonderful smile on your face come from? I think I learned pretty early on in my childhood that kindness and smiling at people was it was a gift. It actually changed people's days. Do you know, it made them feel better about themselves. And I, I always remember sort of in school not being academic and needing support um I, I was a child who obviously had interventions and things so I didn't I didn't excel in those ways but I knew that actually when I helped people and when I obviously got involved in in sort of charity um support even as a youngster and just generally every day smiling at people and asking how they are the the difference it would make of people so I picked that up at quite a young age and obviously as I as I obviously tra- transitioned through having chronic illnesses and then coming out of the side, I understood actually the difference another human can have on another human's life. And so the, the strength comes from that want to help people, do you know, and make a difference in other people's worlds. So whilst we might be struggling, do you know, we can actually help ourselves by helping others. And it can be something as simple as the gift of a smile. And for me, I'm a big believer in hope and in being optimistic because we, we all face challenges where we go to that dark place and it brings a lot of lessons. And without that optimism, do you know, there's no route out. It You remain in that dark place. So the sort of forward thinking approach of being hopeful and putting a smile on it, do you know, it brings that light that we all need. So my strength comes from wanting to create that light for others, 
and to help myself also. And I think there's uh, somebody uh, said to me not so long ago that hope stands for um, hold on, pain ends. Um, and I think that 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 is really kind of that, that kind of really resonated with me and has stayed in my my memory. But you know, you founded the the Kind Currency, a community for the conscious consumer and businesses for good. Um, so where where kindness can be used as a currency? Can you tell me a bit more about it? As we know, kindness is it's infinite do you know and it's something that we are as humans we're called humankind and it transitions from one person to the other do you know it touches when somebody gives kindness it touches um several people for me developing kind currency came from a frustration and an anger um about the imbalance in the world and i just wanted to harness the power of kindness to make the real difference we need to make is a society, as a society. You know, at the moment, we know we've got the call to do our bit to impact the climate emergency. And we know we're facing a poverty crisis, which is only going to get worse if we don't come together as humankind to support one another. So kind currency, it was... It is a solution. It's a solution to two problems, but we're harnessing the power of of human kindness to create the change we need to make as a society. You know, it's changing the way we behave as consumers, you know, being more conscious, shopping kind, whilst at the same time having an opportunity to help other people, you know, supporting local ethical businesses because they're what are going to make the difference to the planet and obviously our local communities and economy. And in turn, we're going to be supporting people in society that need that helping hand. You know, we live in a world where we've got volunteers, charity workers, NHS staff, care workers, ex-servicemen and women who have given their life, their whole kindness to us as a society that are going home at the end of the day with food bank parcels. And I can't tolerate that. You know, so I, I want to change it. And the way to change it is through being kind to them. They're being kind to us. We're really dependent upon them. And obviously the pandemic highlighted that no end. We couldn't have survived without that sector of people. We need to pay that kindness forward. Do you know, we need to give it back to them and say, thank you. Let us help you overcome your barrier. Do you know, everybody deserves to have nutrition, water, warmth, a roof over the head, clothing. You know, it's not about living luxury lifestyles. It's about meeting the basic needs we have as humans. And kindness is the power to create that change. Absolutely. And we always talk about using your power for good. And I think this community and this currency that you've created is 100% about, you've got to be intentional with that. You've got to really sort of, you know, not just, it's not just a tick box or a lip service. You've, you've got to be really, really sort of thoughtful and deliberate in it. And, and I think, you know, another thing that you, I love the phrase that you use around leveling up about this need over greed. What do you mean by this? And where do you apply it? What we actually need as humans for hundreds and hundreds of years, we've moved completely away from it. And our focus tends to be on the want. And we know now through obviously research and the way society is at the moment, that need for wanting 
rather than the need to meet our basic needs is having a damaging effect on the planet and on society. So it's about taking our privilege and really understanding we can use it to fulfill the need in others to help them meet their basic human needs. So it's it's not about the sort of um, Robin Hood culture of stealing from the rich and giving to the poor, do you know, which I do love Robin Hood, do you know, but I think the context of that really wasn't, it's not about giving from the rich to give to the poor. It's about looking at our needs. And if we're in a privileged position where we can make a difference, we act, do you know, we take those actions and we implement them and we have that impact you know, I always it always makes me laugh when I hear a, a toddler saying, "Mummy, mummy, I need sweeties," and it's that whole thing of going, "You don't need sweeties, you want sweeties, but you don't need them. If you're hungry, you can have an apple," and it, it's that whole understanding around actually what we need is important not what we want. We all like nice things, but while we've got such an imbalance in the world and such a huge gap within the wealth system, which is only growing, we need to get back to the basics of what human need is. And that's the way we can really start to make a change to the planet and within society as well. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. And I, th- I think I love that over, you know, it is I want, I want, I want. I've started asking this more on the podcast, as I think so often when someone has achieved so much, we have a habit of looking back. But really, I want to know what you'll be looking at looking forward. So, Michelle, what's next for you other than more kitchen discos? <laughs> but what next for me is I really, really want kind currency to be flying high and making a difference in the world. Do you know, it, this has been an idea that was a frustration for quite some time. And obviously, I was fulfilling that frustration by taking on lots of different voluntary and charity roles. But that frustration then led to an idea. Do you know, it, it's now a concept. And as a purposeful business, I know the impact it can have in the world and the difference it can make. So for me, pushing that forward is crucial I want it to be a huge global movement. Do you know where everybody is saying, yeah, I'm, I'm a kind currency member. Do you know I'm helping people and protecting the planet? Do you know we're all working together as one huge community to make that difference? Community is everything. Do you know the more people that are in it, the bigger impact we can create? So I want a huge global community, do you know, that is basically led by kindness, to make a huge difference in the world. I want to stop the nurse going home at the end of the day with a food bank parcel. Do you know, I want to stop climate change in its tracks. We're here for such a short period of time. And we don't own the planet. We're gifted our time on it. And whilst we're here, we need to protect it for the generations that are coming up behind us so that they're able to enjoy it, how we've enjoyed it as well. Do you know, and I feel responsible for doing that. So kind currency, I'm hoping is going to be a global tool to allow us to protect society and protect the planet 
for up-and-coming generations to be able to live a kind life. And these are global challenges. These are global problems. And this is where, you know, there is no reason in the world why this cannot be global. So, you know, we'll put the details of how people can get involved in kind currency, find out more and be deliberate with their plans and intention. Michelle, Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. I've really enjoyed it. And thanks to all of you for tuning in today. If you love our episodes, let us know by rating, reviewing, subscribing, wherever you get your podcasts. This helps us spread the stories of role models and reach more people. All of our podcasts come with a cheat sheet. They all come with a transcription as well to make them as accessible as we can be. Reach out to us on our socials at North Power Women on Twitter and Northern Power Women on all our other social media. And let us know what you think don't forget to sign up for our next power up networking event which take place in a couple of weeks all the details in the show notes or drop us a line at podcast at northernpowerwomen.com join us next monday when i'll be joined by yet another wonderful role model from the northern power women community i'm simone roche and you've been listening to the northern power women podcast a what goes on media production (laughs) 